quickly before we start today's episode guys we have a sponsor for today's episode if you guys do sponsor episode of the bot talk contact me at the bot talk on twitter however jumping straight into the sponsor if you are in need of an extra source of income during quarantine the best place to join is neovan's brickseat this is a flip group that is currently in beta right now and they do everything from install flips to online dropshipping. they have a custom developed monitor for brickseat.com which goes ahead and scrapes cooks and posts them to the group for you as well as that they have the fastest monitors for best buy gamestop target walmart and amazon also they have a checkbot within the group for your homework as well as an ebay watchbot for your listings that you bought on ebay so nevan's brickseek has you covered in all aspects of your life they have some of the best amazon referral providers online to get 100 free products from amazon.com and they also have some of the best deal and price error providers allowing you to get some of the best deals and items and also get some personals too and the best part about this advertisement guys is that like i mentioned before it is in beta so you can go down below into the description check out their socials and also join the group for absolutely free i highly recommend it hey what's going on guys welcome back to a brand new video on the channel we have a brand new episode of the bot talk for the first ever time we have a female on the bot talk this is a big thing i wanted to do this a long time ago i wanted to try bring on females on the bot talk and i feel like the community has developed in such a way where there is reputable females within the community that all of us are aware of so i want to try to get them all on try to get their different viewpoints and i feel like today's episode is going to be very interesting so we have Alessandra on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I know a lot of people are going to appreciate this episode. I know it's going to give some good viewpoints. And I think without sounding too harsh, it's going to break down some uh, criticisms or stereotypes that some people may have. So I think overall, it's just going to be beneficial for everyone. But we're going to jump straight into the first question. What made you want to start growing a social media following? Um, basically a few years ago, I want to say like four or five, um, I just always looked up to people and I always wanted to know like, what could I do like in the world? Like, how could I put my voice out there? Um, I do have things to say. I'm still like taking baby steps because I don't want to put the wrong thing out there. Cause you know, just from little things I'll say, I get a lot of criticism. So it's definitely hard with that. But I just basically wanted to be myself and be known for myself in whatever way possible and doing things that I love. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like not everyone kind of fits into that. Some people don't like that whole social aspect and prefer just to stay to themselves and obviously just go through their interests. Like we have a lot of programmers in this community that don't have a lot of social media following. They just kind of stick to themselves, do their job. However, you're like the polar opposite. You want to express your opinions. You want to go ahead and create a social media following to make an impact in the world. And I feel like anyone with any type of following wants to do that. And linking to your point about like tiptoeing around certain topics, even what's going on right now in the world, I won't get too much into it. It's one of those topics where you have to always tiptoe around. People are going to have opinions, but I feel like with social media following, that kind of comes hand in hand. No, exactly. And I've already been like reached out to based on like what's going on right now, <clears throat> because they're like, you have such a big following. Like, why haven't you been saying anything? And it's not that I haven't. I just want to choose the right things to say, because I know it's going to be very controversial. Like today, I just posted something on Instagram finally. And I was like, I was waiting for the right thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I feel like earlier today i was going to make a tweet about it and i just kept rewriting the tweet and i was like okay i'm not i'm gonna have to come back to this later because it's not that i feel like we can i can speak for both of us yeah it's not that we don't support what's going on it's like you need to be very very careful about how you word a certain thing because exactly especially with this just because of the fact that the opinions with this is so diverse and there's no particular 
one direction like when it comes to let's say the riots for example i know there's like four or five different opinions out there on social media and it's kind of hard to tiptoe in the right direction to obviously put across your opinion so that is obviously one thing that's integrated heavily into having a social media following however i wanted to touch upon what direction did you initially take when you created your social media account so when you created youtube and your twitter what kind of direction were you going in um i created everything mostly around the phase where tumblr was a big thing (laughs) that's where everyone wanted to be like aesthetic and um just like cute and whatever sounds very bland not really something you would look up to but it was the trend so i was like let me hop on and see what happens and i remember i was like eight years old and i was watching jenna marbles i don't know if you know who she is But I was so amazed at how she was just doing what she loved and she was getting paid for it. And I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. So I was like, okay, the only way to do this and to get a following on YouTube is to obviously like feed into every other platform and it'll eventually come back to the YouTube. And YouTube, I just wanted to basically like focus on like lifestyle. Obviously, I love fashion. I'm going to school for fashion. So that would definitely help me express that. But I also do or used to do freelance modeling. So at one point I thought like that was a thing, but now it's kind of just your average, I guess you would say, Instagram model. I don't qualify myself as that. I just post pictures, but you know, (laughs) it's just whatever. It takes its own path. Yeah, definitely. One thing that I can pick apart from that, I started YouTube around that age and obviously I was into a completely different community. I wasn't doing the lifestyle thing. I was doing like gaming, any type of typical community that a a guy or girl would go into at that age. But I think one of the things that stuck out to me is that you were able to pinpoint the fact that these YouTubers were getting paid to do it. Yeah. (laughs) As soon as you understand that there's a monetizable element to that, I think that acts as a catalyst towards creating your content because you want to essentially be more consistent you want to put more effort into your videos because you know the end goal you know that eventually people are going to enjoy these videos so much whilst you're getting satisfaction from making them to the point where you can make your money you can pay the rent and you're making your income whilst putting an imprint into the world as well exactly because i don't want to just do this for the money it's mostly i like i said before i want to get paid to be myself like as long as i enjoy life and i'm happy then obviously i need to take care of myself and live in a house so i need to pay for it somehow (laughs) yeah definitely i think a lot of people get it twisted sometimes like you're only doing it for the money i'll give you a, a very good example with the bot talk when i first started i wanted just to create a consistent content i wanted to create like a tv show like Every Friday at 9pm you tune in, it's here. And I never knew there was a monetizable element to it. And once I started it, then I was like, okay, there's monetization available here. I can create money from it. And I feel like all passions or ideas start from not wanting to create a huge amount of money. And then as the money comes in, you're kind of like, okay, let me bring up the let me bring up the fuel here. Let me keep doing this as people are enjoying it. And there's also a monetizable part to it. Yeah, that's the best way to honestly go for it. So we've talked about the fact that you messed around a little bit of modeling. Obviously, there's a freelance element to that. And also, you've been on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram as well. But why did you decide to create a YouTube channel? YouTube? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure, like, it just wanted to capture my own life. Like, and also... I'm like a little bit of like a corny side to me like so I wanted to be able to like actually show my personality because you could say all you want behind a screen you could take pictures 
that's not actually who people are. So if you can honestly sit in front of a camera and still show a good image of yourself and like just be who you are, that's the best way to get across to people like what's actually going on, what you're trying to do in the creative world and everything else follows. Yeah, definitely. If you see a tweet come up on your timeline, you don't know how someone's saying something. You don't know the emotions that's going into it. That's why I feel like YouTube has breeded so much more open conversation. Like when you sit down in front of a camera and you talk to a camera, if I were to tweet out that, that's completely different because people need to understand the way I'm saying stuff, facial expressions and how passionate I am for a given topic. And this stretches from important topics or even light topics and i feel like creating a youtube channel is a very very good way to uh breathe creativity and obviously lead on to bigger things Mm -hmm. exactly it's all about body language and you would you don't get that with a tweet at all yeah exactly it can be like misinterpreted or it could just lead to a huge string of argument i feel like obviously sitting down and making a youtube video just gets the point across a lot better however when you first initially created a youtube channel and you were making content in the early stages how was that all like i actually had a different channel with some old friends that i used to be really close with we wanted to kind of create like a joint account because we looked up to this one um channel called like o2l um they're not together anymore like that group but i eventually realized that they didn't really have the motivation that i did and they kind of just were doing it to see like you know like what would happen and just to keep busy but i wanted to actually make something out of it so i said you know what let me just create my own channel and if they want to be on certain like videos so be it but if not then i'm just gonna ride it out and see what happens but actually like put all like my time and effort into it and like my heart and soul yeah definitely i feel like anyone that's been in the youtube scene for a long time obviously you start when you were eight i start when i was like eight or nine you've definitely gone through a few channels at least because you kind of go through this phase where you start one channel you mess around with it you learn obviously how the youtube algorithm works how everything works and then you jump to a different channel you grow that i personally have been through three or four channels at this point and obviously I landed on just naming it my name and obviously growing it that way. But going through these different channels and interacting with different people, even with creating uh, partnership channels, it's a very good way to create a basis and understand how YouTube works. So when you go ahead and create the channel that you're going to stick with, you know exactly how to do uh, tag optimization, how to create the correct thumbnails, how to upload at certain times so it appeals to certain time zones. I feel like that early experience is very, very much needed. That was one big thing that took a lot of my time. I wanted to sit there and actually teach myself like how to like use the same technology, get the same type of like even lighting or editing as everybody else. And like even now I sit there at night and it's like I'm not just watching the YouTubers that I do to just watch them. I study like what they're like they're doing or like how they specifically edit it. And like I want to just like take bits and pieces of like everyone who I look up to and like create my own kind of like style. I feel like if you don't have your own style, you're just kind of, you know, like you're just kind of lacking in a way and you won't really like stick anywhere. Yeah, with any type of big influence on YouTube, they always stick to a certain style of video type and editing type, and it's very noticeable. And I think 
taking elements from different YouTubers and implementing it into your own style is very much needed. I think people will come to your videos because they enjoy them, they enjoy the style it's made in, whether that's narrating over past events and then living through those past events, whether it's uh, commentating something, whether it's sitting down in a chair behind uh, a background and just sitting there and talking. It's different type of styles and that's going to appeal to different audiences. So it's definitely needed to do some research and obviously find what works. Mm -hmm, definitely. So we've talked about your YouTube channel, we've talked about the fact that you looked up to loads of people, you gained inspiration, you went ahead and created one. However, how did you go about creating your Instagram page? My Instagram technically goes back with the whole Tumblr thing. I've wanted to like make those aesthetic pictures and like post them as there like on there as well but i also again noticed that people were getting things like sent to them for free or like they were like oh my god like i get to like go on vacation and post pictures like a travel like instagram or whatever i was still up in the air about like which direction i wanted to go in because again i'm not going to sit there and be like oh i just made an instagram to get things for free but i just thought it was so amazing that like now i realized that people were like traveling the world and like company were sending them there so I also noticed that a lot of clothing brands would sponsor people and that's my biggest thing I absolutely love fashion so I wanted to incorporate brands with what I'm wearing and if I could promote them on there as well as make a video at the same time I feel like that would go hand in hand and it's all like it's like cross marketing in a way yeah, it is a very clever idea because you have a very very big focus on fashion firstly and that goes ahead and creates multiple platform content. So obviously you can make a YouTube video about it if you wanted to, Instagram posts, and obviously you're going to send the stuff. There's an incentive there for the company, incentives there for yourself. You're saving money on these clothes. Sometimes I've heard of partnerships where like the ship shoes, you wear them, you make the post, you ship them back. But in some cases, it's absolutely free. And I've actually, I went onto your Instagram, went onto your YouTube just before this interview to get some questions. And I've noticed like promo codes, there's obviously revenue streams there as well. So interacting with these brands overall is just very, very beneficial for Instagram page in this day and age, I feel. Yes, 100%. When you first started your Instagram page, obviously you decided what direction you wanted to go in. You were talking to these brands. However, how did you grow your Instagram page to the point it's at now? To be honest, it just started growing in the last year, I want to say. Everything else was basically just local, like anybody else I knew from town. Um, but then I started actually, like, I also went through, like, a hard time last year. So, like, I wasn't myself. I didn't really want to, like, put in so much effort. I didn't want to really show what I looked like because I was just not at that point in my life. And then eventually I started, like, you could just tell, like, I started becoming, like, happier, like, more comfortable with myself. And eventually, um, I don't know if you know the company Barstool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was <laughs> Barstool Smoke Shows. They actually reposted me on their page. And I eventually got, like, in 2,000 followers in one day. It was actually insane. I was like, what is happening? So then that probably left me at about 4,000, 5,000. And then eventually a couple of months ago, right before quarantine, I posted the picture in the Supreme Air Forces and that took off. I was like, what is happening? And then that's basically where I got the rest of my followers from. And then, of course, like different shout outs or like it's coming from anything else like TikTok, too. That's a big one. I would post I started poking, posting videos and a lot of followers came in through that. So it was really shocking to see. I didn't expect that. Yeah, definitely. The entire drama that's happening with the Call of Daddy girls at the moment. That's quite interesting. I've been keeping up with that. But 
it's nice to see that you tapped into a community. Obviously, that one picture took off, went everywhere. I feel like that obviously helped with your following. It kind of gave an idea of who you are, bringing loads of people. And it only takes that one post to hit right, have the right engagement, reach the right people, reach the right accounts, have the certain type of appeal to go ahead and take off. And then obviously put you months ahead in terms of growth and engagement and then put you in the position you are in now. No, I completely agree. That's like the one thing that everyone would always say to me. They're like, it's that one video, it's that one po- post that will actually like just take you where you need to go or like give you a big jump start in the direction that you're headed. Definitely. I can relate to it once again with the bottle. When I posted the first episode, my videos before that were averaging 150 views, maybe 200 views if I posted it and it was nice. And as soon as I posted the first episode, 1,000 views, I was like, okay this is working yeah let me let me exactly exactly you just want to keep pushing that content out because you're like okay this is working no one's complaining let me just keep doing it and see where it goes however how has having a multiple platform following such as having twitter instagram and youtube having loads of following on that helps you overall like as a person or just in general we could talk about both obviously it would affect your personal life but on social media and in terms of engagement that's going to help you as well um it's definitely like i said helped me grow like with numbers and things like that but it's also opened up a lot of opportunities for me um i i think i four years ago i was invited to like some teen vogue event in the city and i was there to promote like neutrogena and things like that and when i went there i saw other people that i would be watching through social social media for about like five years prior to that so that was like really surreal and um, I'm trying to think of other opportunities. Oh, I was uh, sponsored by GovBall. Like I got to sell tickets through them and things like that. And just any, uh, honestly, wherever I go, and if I just like show them, like if I want to like market with them, that actually like gives me a good chance to like do something in that direction and like like progress further with them. So it definitely helps me out, like business wise and just like future wise so like if I didn't have like the following that I did I feel like people would just honestly like look at my like accounts and be like okay what are you trying to do for me here it's just definitely a lot of like business opportunities which is really good yeah I actually went to school with two makeup artists and they're both sisters they've blown up on Instagram one has like over 2 million followers one has over 250k followers and one thing that I can definitely definitely resonate with what you just said is that when you go to these in real life events it's a completely different vibe compared to maybe following someone on instagram and i'll explain why it's just from my experience when i've gone to events as well and they have what i've seen is the interaction with different influencers and also people that you look up to just sparks creativity because you can be walking around you can see someone you can see an idea and you can be like i've never ever considered that i've never even considered myself to be in the same space as them and that kind of goes ahead and acts as a catalyst towards your content kind of inspires you a little i remember when i went to SneakerCon last year and i saw lots of creators setting up booths and everything that kind of told me that okay i need to get to a point where i'm able to do this and i'm able to work with these businesses and uh, be verified and also just have that platform to say that I'm working towards being up there with my idols because obviously that is a very good feeling. Exactly. It's just basically one big motivation, like spark for everyone. I feel like anything, anytime that I see something like that, I'm like, okay, if I can make it here, I can make it even bigger. Like it's just keep going. Don't stop. Like consistency is honestly the only thing you could really do. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy that it's worked out for you. It seems like it has going over your history. Loads of engagement, loads of followers. I'm sure it's going to get quite bigger. However, one topic I did want to touch upon. Obviously, with being a model, there's tons of things you can model. You know, there's loads of different uh, fashion styles out there. There's different clothing items out there. However, what sparked your interest in sneakers? <laughs> okay, so actually... I think I want to say like two years ago um, with my ex-boyfriend, he started telling me like, like all the other guys on Twitter, they'll be like, oh, I tried going on Tinder and telling girls to like run for sneakers for me or whatever the app. So he would tell me to do that. And I would be like, what are you talking about? What is this? Like, why do you care so much about a sneaker? And so I started like entering and then i would be like oh yeah i'll get you the sneaker or like he'll take me to like lines in new york and like we'll wait outside in camp and he'd be like okay like you're my extra person because they would only give you like one sneaker per person i'd be like yeah no i'll give you the sneaker then i woke up one day and i was like why don't i get the sneaker and resell it to make my own money and then i realized like this is a thing and so i was really interested in it and then i started appreciating like the styles and like the fashion like the street style wear and everything and then that's when i learned about supreme and everything and i fell in love with it i was like this is absolutely great and then like i just love the community and like every time i see somebody like wearing it i'm like wow like they understand like i don't know what they understand but they just get it so i absolutely love it and i'm really thankful that like i now like we still kind of like work together with it event like like here and there like we'll still go to the city or like we'll still camp because it's like i need somebody to go with and like he's trying to grow his own thing too so we kind of work hand in hand which is awesome well it's nice to hear that you had that helping hand to jump in the community i know every single person that's watching this every single person i've talked to on the bot talk whether it's bots or sneakers there's that one guy that or go that just says to you oh look at this sneaker or oh, look at this instagram post and that that's the click that's the spark that we've been talking about and that goes ahead and leaves everything like let's say for example he never even mentioned uh going for these sneakers on the, uh, the nightcap or going to into the city there's a good chance exactly. Yeah, exactly there's a good chance that you would not have tapped into it there's a good chance that you would have got the engagement and following in this certain community so it's kind of just that type of thing where you take the opportunities where you see them you saw the opportunity for reselling a lot of people do see that there's money to be made and then you went ahead and saw the community saw how people were dif using different styles with these sneakers and run with it exactly like i turn around to him all the time and i'm like i would never expect me to be the one like progressing further in the sneaker community than you because this was your thing like i just it's so my like so crazy i would never have expected it <laughs> Yeah, definitely. This you go down certain doors in life, and it kind of just leads to things that you never expected. And you know, everyone has experienced that. I know that for a fact. And you know, I personally feel like obviously it was a good decision for you to do that. And there's one transition within your entire history that I do want to talk about. That's quite interesting to me personally. How did you go from liking sneakers to entering the botting scene? Um. I really, I would hear about bots. The only bot I actually knew about for the longest time was obviously cyber. And again, I posted just a picture or like I tweeted about cyber, I think, or something. And one of the employees or like the developers who work for cyber, like I think engaged with one of my tweets. And so then they like, 
everyone who was like obsessed with cyber kind of just like started following me and I didn't get it. So I was like, all right, like I'll just let it slide. Like nice community. Everyone was really nice to me. And then eventually once that picture was posted with the air forces, then everybody started reaching out to me. They're like, Oh, would you like to try this? Would you like to try that? And I won't sit here and say that I paid for Kodai. I was given Kodai, but it was used as a marketing like tactic, which is, what people reach out for me for that's my point like that's why i'm here so i was given kodai had no idea what i was doing i didn't really understand like the meaning behind kodai i was like oh my god like it's just like a bot like whatever then when people started getting like angry and like yelling at me and being like oh you're so annoying like you got kodai like you don't even deserve it i was like okay let me actually use this to like my advantage like actually understand and appreciate like the bot itself and understand why this is such a valuable thing and now I do and it's been helping me a lot I love it and I do like pay for like every month and everything now and I'm really 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 thankful that like his name like Sawyer he was the one who gave it to me like thank you so much like I just want to say that like you did not have to do that a lot of people are still angry at both of us for it but I'm like, they're, like, it was just a thing that happened. Like, you can't take it back. But it definitely helped me learn. And I do appreciate it now because now I know what I'm doing. And I understand that it's a very hard, like, thing to grasp at first. There's people who still have, like, $1,000 bots and they don't know what they're doing. And I'm just like, it gets crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. I remember seeing you on the timeline. And one of the things that I picked up on is that a lot of people getting angry. And I understand to some degree, why people get angry because they'd go ahead and spend like $3,000 or $4,000 on it and you got it free. But at the end of the day, it's a business, all right? So you had a demographic that Kodai could definitely not tap into. Obviously, Sawyer giving you the key is a nice guy. He's also came in the bot talk. Him giving you the key triggered so much engagement, so much following. And I know the smart people in the audience will understand that marketing-wise and business-wise, that was an amazing thing to do. And I actually saw recently that you were actually using it and cooking with it. So obviously there's no type of argument there where you're just letting it sit there. You're paying the fee monthly, like you said. So I think it's a pretty fair transaction. No, 100%. And the thing is that also like, like I don't get why people are so upset is that people give away keys all the time. There's always mm -hmm. like giveaways and everything. Like, are you gonna go and attack the people who won the giveaway, you know? Like, if, what if it's the difference if it's a giveaway or if it's being used for the company? Like, it's almost like hiring somebody and be like, okay, go and promote this for me, you know? Yeah, exactly. It goes back to the idea that we talked about previously where let's say a company sends you some clothes and you promote it. You get some, in some cases, it's absolutely free. They literally just want you to promote their products. And this is the exact same thing here. However, the reason why people are annoyed is because it's never been done before in the community. Or if it has been done before, it's very, very rare, extremely rare. That's why people are annoyed. So I feel like it's a perspective thing. I know some people are going to like clip this and just be like, obviously, that they're angry at it. But it's just kind of that perspective thing. It's the nature of the community. I've learned that through content creation. Not everyone here is open to the same ideas as the wider audiences were but it's just kind of one of those things that you have to deal with when you have a large following but to end off today's episode the golden question i wanted to ask is staying within the botting scene or staying connected to the botting scene a long-term thing or are you planning on migrating to any different communities anytime soon I definitely see this as a long-term thing considering like all the opportunities it's opened up for me and I, I love it. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm just using the community to like get a following. Absolutely not. I enjoy what I do. Um, 
I people think I'm crazy when I say I'm waking up at eight in the morning every day during quarantine to go get shoes or like a drop or something. They think it's insane. But I'm like, no, like I enjoy it. I will give up my sleep to sit there and hustle and also talk to like everybody who I've met through the community. Like I'm part of discord groups. Like I think I'm part of like 20 of them and I have met so many amazing people. And of course there are those, they're questioning people, questionable people who are just not very nice, but I would give, I would like go through that any day just to like keep meeting new, new people that I could talk to. Like my one thing is like, don't just sit there and get the attention. I want to actually engage with the people and like get to know them. I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I think that staying in the community is a very good thing. It has a very, very good crossover with, obviously, there's fashion involved with sneakers, there's getting the sneakers, there's reselling the sneakers, and there's a bot. There's plenty of money to be made. There's plenty of engagement to bring in and uh, social media following to grow. We have plenty of people doing it, and obviously, you staying in the community is going to work very well for you. However, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I know a lot of people are going to enjoy this episode. If you guys did enjoy, please drop a like, subscribe if you guys are new. And finally, if you want to check out Alessandra's socials, they will be down below. I'm going to catch you guys next time. Peace out.